Welcome to the Qualitalks Podcast, a show about pharma and GMP. The pharmaceutical industry is a fascinating and complex field, and it takes countless people to bring a product to the market. In this podcast, we bring you some of the industry's brightest minds who will share their wisdom with you. You will learn about various subjects such as GMP, new trends in pharma, and leadership. This episode is sponsored by Dot Compliance, the industry's first ready-to-use quality management solution powered by the Salesforce platform. Deploying a new EQMS has never been quicker or more cost-effective. And now, please welcome your host, Jan Kugel. Welcome, I'm Jan Kugel, your host, and my guest is Megan Löffler a talent acquisition manager at Headcount specialized in life sciences. We'll talk about the changing pharma landscape, what companies are looking for right now, and how to choose the right career path for you. This episode will be significant for young professionals and graduates. Before we get to the talk, I want to remind you that Qualistry is now a GMP knowledge provider. We don't only provide training, but Qualistry.com is now a social GMP Q&A engine. So if you would like to ask questions about GMP, help others with theirs, or just browse, please visit www.qualistry.com. Now let's get to our talk with Megan. Megan, welcome to the Qualitex podcast. I think we'll have a really exciting talk today. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for asking and um, good to meet you. You're working in life science recruitment for quite a bit now, right? Uh, so what brought you to this industry and what do you love about it? I have studied engineering in the past, so I, I only have an A-level in engineering, but I always had an interest for science. I never was a scientist myself, but that's why I wanted to stay close to it and do recruitment and in science and more specifically in life science, because I think that's where the most of innovation is made. It's been a real pleasure to evolve in this industry and see all the changes in the land- landscape of the pharmaceutical industry so far. So during your time there, what changes do you see in the industry? Because we know that the high-tech industry and automotive, they are really changing quite rapidly. In pharma, sometimes it looks that it moves slower, but do you feel a change in pace? Where are we going right now? When I started recruiting in life science, everything was very classical. And now we see a real change in terms of innovations, in terms of new therapies uh, kicking in. Uh, If you read the news in the pharmaceutical industry, you always have new therapies. It's so interesting to, you know, read about these and and understand where people innovate and the R&D that is made. And yeah, there is a real change about that where in the past it was very much classical what we know and now i feel like innovation is is popping in everywhere and how does it impact uh, the market does it have a huge impact on the market and uh, the, those changes with uh, new innovation new development of new drugs new uh, administration systems and so on so how does it really impact uh, the recruitment the careers of people when i talk to people most specifically in quality there's always this sentence I hear is, I want to work on biotechnologies, I want to work on biopharma, on innovation, I want to, to work on, on new therapies. And it's something I hear every day uh, when I speak to my quality folks. There's obviously this interest from the candidate side and from the client side, from the company side, there is this need of person, but there's not necessarily, necessarily already the, the knowledge 
in these therapies because it's something brand new. So they have to be really open um, to train people, to be open on people who maybe have just a similar background, transferable skills. The companies have to be open on somebody who doesn't have experience on these therapies yet and maybe have a similar background or transferable skills. Or at the moment, I'm working on mRNA. And so the company is open on people who have just a background in microbiology, which is, you know, close, but it's definitely not the same. So there is this need of really for, for companies to be flexible and open training people. And, and I think that's a huge investment to be made. So do you see this uh, change, especially in uh, new graduates that uh, come from the university? Or do you see also some sway from big pharma companies, small molecules? Do you see move the move of people yeah. that they want to transfer to smaller companies, to more innovative companies? Uh, so is there also this influence? I see more and more graduates going into the direction of biotechnologies biopharmaceuticals, willing to obviously already having in mind their career going into that that direction. So you see also people who work for many years in a big company and then say, okay, I want to change, I want to, to work more yeah. in the innovative field. That's why some people change and, and contact me like, Megan, I want to do something more innovative. I've seen these new therapies. I want to change up and do that. API was interesting. Generics was, you know, fun for a time but now i really want to be involved in in gen therapies in in, in in all these specific new drugs that are developed that's why some people change jobs because they want to work on the innovative uh, innovative therapies i have uh, seen that several companies who were maybe specialized in one area are now considering a biotech unit and growing and investing in, in developing those because it's the future. And uh, what skills would you say that are required in uh, those more innovative and biotech uh, companies? So let's say you said uh, most of the companies are ready to train, but mm -hmm. if you have if you want to have an advantage, uh, what skills would you say that are different, especially for the quality personnel? Well, the best would have been to have chosen a path and microbiology in, in, in mRNA, gene therapies, viral vectors, I would highly recommend that people who want to go in that direction and don't have a background either on the um, a degree side or an experience, they didn't have the chance and they're very specialized and they want to get into that direction, maybe get in touch with some university professors and, and take some courses, three, six months courses to understand the mechanism of the drugs and, and then prove that they understand how it works and be employable for these therapies. Right. So you said that it's important also for the companies that uh, the people do, who come work for them actually understand the mechanisms be behind the drug and behind the action. And even if you're a quality uh, personnel, you're, uh, you are a qualified person, they would like still that you have a background and understanding in the how those specific drugs work. I think it's a very different way of working, even in quality, when you are quality API drug substances towards, you know, the new therapies. It's a complete different way of working in production. It's, it's operational speaking. The production is going to be completely different of these drugs compared to others. So I think having an understanding will make you much more employable. Okay, that's it. Interesting. And it's a good advice uh, to go and take several courses, even if you're in the middle of your career, especially probably you can uh, just go without cost and sit uh, 
at the university bench because uh, it's um, free to enter. You don't need uh, to get a degree. You can just go and sit and listen to it. Yeah, further development is always good. And uh, what would you say are the biggest challenges that uh, employees have right now to stay current with the needs of the market? The most person I am able to approach are the pe people who have this background already. Um, so if you don't have this background, you will not get the possibility to work on these therapies. I'm really targeting who I contact or who I call because I need this experience already. I need this background. And if you don't have it, you, you kind of block. So this is where I see that it's a bit of a shame to not stay up to date with what is currently happening in the pharmaceutical industry. But it's also hard when you have your career to stay up to date, I guess, and, you know, understanding where you want to go. Um, but I think it's important to, to keep up to date with um, where your industry, how your industry changes the future landscape of your own industry. Where are you going to be employable in the future and what you need to do to progress in your career? It seems that there is a balance between the experience that you need to have and mm -hmm. uh, what the company is uh, ready to teach you, right? So you yes. said that uh, some companies are open to train you, mm -hmm. but others want some specific experience. So from uh, your experience right now with different candidates, different companies, what are the skills that companies are, are ready to teach you? And what are the skills or experience that you must collect and come with because there is no chance without them? So it depends on your level of experience in the field. If you are a young graduate and they're ready to invest in junior roles, Obviously, they have it. They know that they're going to have to teach you quality, going to have to teach you um, mechanism of the drug, the production, everything. But you have the right diploma to understand everything. So you're going to be very quickly able to understand that. It really depends on your level of seniority again. Either they're looking for strong people having a strong background in quality already and be up to speed uh, in that field. And then having already an understanding of that kind of field. So there is. The companies are ready to teach you the specificities of the drug, specificities of therapy. If, it's, if they're looking for a senior person, if they're looking for a junior person, then obviously they're open to teach everything. It really much depends on the seniority of the person. I guess the more senior the role, the, the more expectation they have and the more they, they're going to look for a person who is going to be employable straight away. Our customers set high expectations for their teams and need to be sure they perform to these expectations. Many companies struggle to find time to train their employees and often delegate this responsibility to a department that has not got the expertise to master the subject matter. As a result, they burden their team with the conventional training material, which can be so dull that they shut down. We invest time into helping our customers become GMP compliant in a fast and efficient manner to make sure their teams perform to the highest standards. We specialize in creating engaging training that will make your employees confident and motivated in using their new learned skills at the workplace. Visit us at www.qualistory.com or contact us at service at qualistory.com for more information. Deeper you are and further 
you are in your career, the less flexible you can be. Yeah, at some point when you specialize, it's hard, you know, you have only verticals that are open to you. Whether when you have a different therapies, if you're working, for example, in a company that does different thing like APIs that does microbiology that does biotech biopharmaceutical or also food supplements then you have kind of a palette and you can go wherever you want because you have all these skill sets but if you're in a very specialist company and you're already very experienced you're seen as a specialist and then people are going to willing to hire you for your specialism and then it's hard for you to say well I want to do that but you're going to be paid and well paid for that so it's whether you want to take the risk to Take a step back in your career and say, okay, I'm going to take a junior, more junior role, but in, a, in something that interests me in a different field and then grow into that, that role. What is uh, more popular required by companies? Specialists. The specialists. Usually, usually they really want specialists. Really a matter of who are you interviewing against, but also again, it's always a personality question and motivation. But if in terms of motivation and personality, we're speaking of two equal, two similar profiles, And a person has is a specialist and the person is a generalist, they're more likely to hire the specialist. So it is a struggle. It is really a struggle. And, and I understand why people are confused. So what you're saying is better to, then for a, a better career to choose one path to specialize in, but it means that you really need to think about what you love doing. Because if you yeah. specialize something that um, at the end you hate, it will be much difficult for you to change it. Mm -hmm. What I would recommend anyone um, through an industry like pharma is to stay up to date. I mean, we're all passionate about pharma. When you are in pharma, you have to be passionate about your, your, the industry, I guess. It's to really stay up to date with the news, with the new therapies and, and innovations that come out and for you to understand or have a vision of where things are going to go and potentially take further training throughout your career. So it's, it's continuous development. We tend to forget as an employee is that we have a right to do that. We have a right to further development and further training. And I would highly recommend people to take these rights and take training um, that company pay in these new therapies because these are professional modules which are new CV which qualify you some people take I don't know Six Sigma you know or management training take technical training scientific training to open doors if you want to change and these are paid by the companies to ask for them this is this your right and then um, it's that that's really what I would suggest for people who are already experienced who have a, a career that is already settled, invest your training into scientific training for you to open doors if you want to change or do something more specific. From my experience, in uh, the pharma companies are really looking at the education of the person mm -hmm. and sometimes less of the on the soft skills or uh, the potential of the person at the long run but they sometimes look uh, specifically at your higher education if you're a phd or a master's degree and so on so do you feel that uh, right now it's maybe changing that uh, people get more opportunities even with lesser degrees if they show potential or uh, some passion for the subject uh, so have you seen some change during your career it depends on the type of company depends on who you're working with from a company to another it's going to be completely different a, a company a is going to look first on the cv on your experience and another company is going to look at 
your potential and and who you are as a person and see like this is all something that the person can learn let's invest in that person it really depends as a recruiter do you have also the feeling that sometimes the company chooses the wrong candidates that you put uh, in front of them <laughs> yes it happens every time where you think this is the person they need and they could take another person and you know we can be wrong so sometimes I see a person being a great fit and they decide to hire another one uh, but most of the time we know who is going to take the or get the job you kind of get a feeling but sometimes you get surprises and we're like <laughs> okay <laughs> I would have never expect that <laughs> it happens do you feel that sometimes the candidates ask too little about the company to understand their goals and the goals of the company so they think they should your first conversation with you should they ask okay what the company needs what are my chances and I'm looking for a company that invests in me rather than mm-hmm. a company that wants yeah. experience it's a two-way transaction it's not only you looking for a job it's also the company looking for a workforce so it is um, like a relationship it has to go both ways what am I looking in to a company and that's what I'm here for often I ask a lot of questions but it's not to get obviously to get an answer but it's most often to get the person in front of me to think okay actually that's a good question what do I really want what it's really important and that's why I dig in it's okay what is important to you is it the atmosphere is it the manager is it the salary maybe it's career progression is it that in five years you can become a manager is it the training is it the commute time and it's all different criteria that are For another person completely different from a person a to b and that's what we are here for as recruiters is to make people conscious of what is actually really important to me and so maybe to guide them to companies that are matching more their preferences than they would have been conscious of and then you can guide them and say okay i don't think this company would be a great fit if you tell me that you want for example to grow quickly then maybe a, a big company is not direct choice now for you if you want to be involved in a lot of things and be fast-paced and then it's kind of a clash and I'm here to guide them and say okay maybe this is not the right thing to you if you tell me this then I would rather recommend you to go and look at these kinds of companies and that's what recruiters are also here for to give guidance and advice are there questions that the candidates have never ask and you, you would uh, recommend them to really ask those specific questions because it would help them to understand if uh, this is, is the right job for them if it's uh, the right company for them yeah so I would really ask as a candidate what's the management like who is the manager what's his management style how's the team what could be my career development within that company what do they value in a candidate or in an employee these are the kinds of first questions that are really helping you to get a picture of a company and what they value the most right and is it something that they can already ask you for example or they need to wait to the for the interview and ask the employer we are working with some companies for several years where we know them by heart we know everyone there some companies it's very fresh and we've been working with them for two weeks so we will tell you you know it's Unfortunately, I don't have enough experience with them to give you all of these details. So I would recommend you to ask these to the HR manager, to the hiring manager. But if we have, we will obviously share. So you could already ask the recruiter. And if we do have information, of course, we will share it and, and give our honest and transparent feedback. So you can decide if this is something for you or not. It's such a delicate balance. And I think that uh, sometimes people forget that uh, it's... Um, two-way transaction and I think sometimes the employers themselves forget it that it's a mm-hmm. two-way transactions and I think that many candidates uh, 
feel that they don't have the power to ask questions. How is my team? Or uh, uh, can I take a walk at the office? Can I look at the dynamic of yeah. the team? Right. So Absolutely. I think it's something um, really important because you spend there almost all your day at the workplace and uh, you should feel comfortable there. But I think that not um, many times you get to know your team before Mm-hmm. you step into the role or to know to understand the, the management style of uh, of the manager so do you think it's, it's something true. changes uh, do some companies allow that definitely and that's what we hear for also to give advice and tell them like hey you should um, show that to show who you are to your candidate you you are also in competition with a lot of other companies why should the candidate choose to work with you you know and this is like show them who you are as a team show them who you are what they can offer please do it, it is so important and that's what we hear of we can, can consult the companies and saying like show them showcast who you are the company and uh, that is great to work with you that, that is what they can get and your company atmosphere your values um, and to hire the right people it's not hire the best people it's hire the right people for you that is so important and same for candidates sometimes they're so blinded by like they feel desperate and like i want this i need this job but they know that it's like you are empowered as a candidate as well you can choose and the best situation where you are is obviously where you can choose it's great because then you can be selected and you can go where you feel best we spend more time at work than with our families so it is so important to write to choose the right company for our current state of mind and what we need at this certain point of our career for our future growth it's not the case that people stay at the company for 10 years anymore usually we see a swift uh, a switch of uh, position if not company after three to four years so it really reduced the time at being at the company so really think what do I want to achieve at this company for the next few years what do I want to learn where do I want to be um it's I hate this question of like where do you want to be in five years I don't know <laughs> I, I would have never imagined being here five years ago you know it's a question but I know what I want to learn I, I know what kind of skills I want to develop and that's always a question I ask so what's important to you what do you want to learn what's your comfort zone and where, where do you want to get out of that so that's the kind of um, question that I would ask myself as a candidate. Megan, thank you very much uh, for this uh, insightful and uh, pleasant talk. It was a pleasure. And I wish you all the best in your uh, career as well. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Jan. Thanks for listening to the Quality Talks podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a five-star review. If you want to learn more about GMP, please visit us at www.qualistory.com. Stay compliant and see you at the next one.